Hello everybody, this is Gregory. I hope you're doing well today. Today we're going to go back to kind of one of the origins of my feeds and talk about aromatherapy or essential oils. Some of you who have been with me since the very beginning know that the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, my second feed, or actually my third feed after Confessions of an Obese Child and Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, otherwise known or formerly known as the Awakened Man. The third one I created was the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. And in fact, this was created by my ex-fiance. And the first four episodes that you can find on this feed were done by her. So if you're curious to hear her sound, what she sounds like, she did the first four episodes of that feed. Later, after she and I were no longer together, I continued doing essential oils over at that feed. And there's probably about 70 essential oils that I highlighted there. Like what are their usages, indications, contraindications, benefits, so forth. And then later, I renamed that one the female holistic health apothecary because when i created the awakened man i wanted that to be more male centric topics and therefore i thought out of equity we would create or turn the essential oils herbal apothecary into more of a female thing so the topics over there are more female centric like should women be using uh, vaginal probiotics stuff like that stuff that's more specific to women over there but I thought it'd be good to go back to essential oils because I think essential oils have a place in this world. Uh, I do believe in what what, I, what people would call complementary medicine. And in fact, we have an episode here where I interviewed a doctor probably back in 2017 about the use of complementary medicine. So what's complementary medicine? Complementary medicine is a world where you could use the benefits of naturopathy and the benefits of typical allopathic medicine, which is... is I guess you would call today drugs and surgery, where there's a world where you can use both of these to their advantage. So clearly, if you get shot, you're not going to be like, let me rub some tea tree oil. You know, No, we're not going to do that. We're going to use modern medical technology for life-threatening things. So we need surgery, obviously. We need good antibiotics, even though they blow out your, your microbiome. But there are times and places where you should take broad-spectrum antibiotics. We do need medications here and there. But today in the allopathic world, everything is treated by drugs, 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 which we well chronicle here the last few years. And on the naturopathic side, the naturopathic side, aromatherapy being one of the things that kind of in this world of, of naturopathy, there is a place for these things to either help with mild maladies or for prevention of disease. So if you look at Botanical science, herbs, for example, clinical nutrition, eating well, good sleep, homeopathy, aromatherapy, acupuncture. These can be used in a way to either promote good health or even to stymie mild problems. So like if you look at mild depression, mild depression, these can be thwarted by what? Sunlight, work on your gut health, exercise, interacting with others and whatnot. So I think there's a place for both worlds. So I wanted to talk about a new study that came out about essential oils and how they can help people with substance abuse problems. We're going to be gleaning off of West Virginia University's um, publishing branch. 
Aromatherapy eases stress in people undergoing treatment for substance abuse disorder, which in turn could enhance their chances of successful recovery, according to a West Virginia University research. The study, which is ongoing, incorporates the use of essential oils as an integrative therapy that is part of a bigger picture model focusing on the whole person. Researchers set out to determine whether the use of an aroma inhaler filled with bergamot essential oil produced an increase in comfort and ease and a decrease in stress. For the study, comfort was defined as the experience of relief, while ease was defined as calmness amid distress. When I think of bergamot, and we do have an episode over at the Female Holistic Health Apothecary about a bergamot essential oil, when I think of bergamot, I think of Earl Grey tea. Because bergamot is essentially a type of orange. It's a citrus fruit. And bergamot is the thing that makes Earl Grey tea different than like English breakfast tea, which is a type of black tea. Earl Grey tea is black tea with an infusion of bergamot. So it does have a unique taste to it. That's what I think about when I think of bergamot. The head of the study said, quote, thus in treatment struggle to handle everyday living, overwhelming demands from work, family, the disease itself, and even the treatment program. Those individuals have identified that relieving distress and increasing comfort during substance abuse recovery is vital to their success. She said that various studies on substance abuse disorder treatment indicate that when people no longer have the drugs in their system in sufficient amounts, they experience a loss of pleasure and an increased sensitivity to stress and anxiety. No doubt. I mean, you're so used to being hooked on this thing, you, you have a type of withdrawal. And it's like, I, I need my fix, I need my fix. Study participants all in treatment for substance abuse disorder report an increase of comfort and ease and a decrease in perception of stress after using the inhaler at least three times daily for one week, the bergamot inhaler. Participants track the frequency of administering the inhalers and rate their comfort levels in daily logbooks. Results include reduction in stress and anxiety and an increase in feeling calm and relaxed. The lead author says she chose bergamot for the study because it's soothing to the central nervous system. She would also like to explore the effects of other essential oils such as citruses, different citruses, lavender, and sustainably sourced sandalwood. Now, if you guys don't know, sandalwood. If you want to get randy, if you're having some ED problems or you want to increase eroticism in the bedroom, sandalwood is a great one uh, to use, especially for men. Lavender, of course, is famous for being an, an anti-anxiolytic or something that reduces anxiety, either in essential oil form or in tea. You could drink a lavender tea or a chamomile lavender, which is a double whammy of sleepy tea stuff. Extracted from the rind of the bergamot fruit, the essential oil has a fresh citrus scent. It's used in many perfumes and soaps and gives Earl Grey tea its signature flavor and aroma. Now, not only do bergamot and other essential oils used in aromatherapy smell good and thus provide an uplifting psychological boost, there's also a physiological benefit too. Components in the essential oils act via the limbic system, the part of the brain responsible for processing and regulating emotion and memory. The lead author said exploring how essential oils can complement a treatment plan for substance use disorder and other diseases falls in line with the evolving approach to person-centered care. Other methods include acupuncture, mindfulness, meditation, and yoga. All those, I might add, are in the world of naturopathy. Quote, the Natural Center for Complementary and Integrative Health is calling for this groundswell of whole person health. 
This involves all the health choices people make. Integrating aromatherapy into a treatment plan to increase comfort and ease stress and improve the person's quality of life is one example, says the lead author. The research is a spinoff of her 2020 aromatherapy study in which nurses reported feeling significantly less stressed, anxious, and fatigued and overwhelmed after wearing aromatherapy patches during their shifts. She said, both studies fill a gap in the search for ways to promote health and well-being while bringing to light the need for in-depth research on dosage and frequency. She also hopes the findings can be applied to future research using various essential oils for patients receiving chemo and other treatments such as palliative care, as well people seeking to improve their overall health. Quote, the comments from this study with substance use disorder patients give me hope and I want to look at what populations need the same kind of support. This could also help people before they are sick because the need to be happy is part of a whole person health. There's a lot of work to be done to show how aromatherapy can impact health and well-being, and I look forward to many years of discovery and research. All right, that's the end of the article. Look, my take on, on aromatherapy is you have to have a balanced view. And we have an episode over at the Female Holistic Health Apothecary how because of the growth of doTERRA, Young Living, and these multi-level marketing uh, platforms that a, a lot of people are selling essential oils that are not clinical aromatherapists and a lot of them are not well trained and so for example they're telling people and not all of them i mean there's some that are, are conscientious but they're telling people yeah you can put essential oils and drink them or yeah you can apply essential oil neat onto a wound and you have to be very careful when it comes to, to aromatherapy because these are the most distilled essences of a flower herb plant and they can be very strong for example tea tree is a great antimicrobial so you want to put it on a cut or a wound but for example that will burn your skin if you apply it without a carrier oil or as we would say call it but neat you apply it neat so you need to know these things right they need to be put with a carrier oil like coconut oil sesame oil and then you apply it wherever you need to apply it so there needs to be better information out there on, a, on aromatherapy. But I think a lot of people know, like if you have a tummy ache, uh, putting some mint on your belly helps, or ginger is another great for great thing for dyspepsia or, or indigestion. I think a lot of people know diffusing uh, lavender is great when you have anxiety. So I think there is a lot of awareness out there, and our job is just to increase the awareness. So any study that shows that essential oils like bergamot might be good to reduce stress, in substance abuse disorder patients or in anybody, I think it's great. And look, I, I will tell you that if you talk to most uh, allopathic doctors or what we would call regular doctors, and you mention aromatherapy, they'll just be like, ugh. Anything naturopathic, they'll just be like, ugh. And I think some of it is like, that's that's the way they're trained in their med schools because their med schools are largely funded by big pharma. So when your med school curriculum is largely pharmacological, in addition to like clinical skills and so forth, but their kind of paradigm is everything should be treated with drugs and surgery. So when you bring up herbal medicine, you bring up the things that we talked about, they kind of look askance because they don't really necessarily know the studies. And also, there's a lot of quackery out there. There is a lot of quackery out there. Uh, this will cure you of cancer. You know, and So you have to kind of balance it. But I think there is a time and a place for essential oils. I think a lot of people have essential oils in their house. I would tell you that if you are using aromatherapy, make sure you use high-quality, organic, 100% pure essential oils. Because, look, if you go to Amazon and buy the essential oils that are like cookie dough flavored, that's not 100% certified. That's going to be having a lot of fillers and adulterants in it. So if you're going to use essential oils, I would 
buy the, the higher quality ones. I'm not affiliated in any way, shape, or form with doTERRA or Young Living, but those are two brands that are pretty well regarded. And I would invest the money if you're going to use essential oils and buy the good high quality stuff and always do research on how you use it, whether it be using it in homemade deodorants, which a lot of people do, or homemade candles or homemade soaps, or whether or not you're going to apply it on your skin or a wound, or you're going to diffuse it or even drink it, because yes, some essential oils you can drink. Just know the knowledge, learn research on it ahead of time. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please. Subscribe if it's already. If you're really keen on essential oils, go check out the feed called the Female Holistic Health Apothecary because there's a lot of episodes over there on it. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal because I don't make any money doing this. And the other one is a link to the website which hosts all four feeds and has hundreds of articles and recipes including many on essential oils, how to do your own do-it-yourself essential oil deodorant or mosquito repellent or even a car freshener and so forth. So check it out. Until next time, take care, God bless. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the confessions of an obese child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at MPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time.